Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. WWE Day One is in the books. Day one for us just getting underway here on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making us part of your day available everywhere that you can find podcasts. Apple, tune in, Spreaker, Streaker, whatever it's called. Spotify, Rick Uccino, SP3. We're going to be with you after every major WWE, AEW, and a few other events as well. And boy, oh boy, do we have some things to talk about SP3. We have one world champion who is out of action. We have a new world champion, which came out of nowhere that we all should have seen coming. And the reactions are pouring in. It may be Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday afternoon when you're listening to us, but it is Saturday night and people are losing their damn minds over Brock Lesnar becoming the new WWE champion. We will get into all of that. SP3, though, how are you doing this time? I am doing well. Happy New Year to everyone listening to the inaugural episode of Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast hosted by the main man, the Red in the Cincinnati. He is the man, Rick Uccino, and it's me, it's me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. I'm ready to talk about wrestling. We got a busy week of professional wrestling ahead. Today's day one. You got New Year's Evil on Tuesday in the morning. I'm going to be waking up like 3 a.m. in the morning for New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom on the 4th and the 5th. You got the TBS debut of AEW Dynamite. You got AEW Battle of the Belts. You got Impact Hard to Kill. But it all starts here. And we start off with Big E losing the WWE Championship. What a a way to start off 2022. Thank you, WWE. (laughs) Yeah, so first off, I got got to start off by uh, apologizing to the WWE Universe. I... um, as a Cincinnati sports fan, all right, I believe in jinxes. I believe in curses. I believe those to be real things. And as the show was progressing tonight, I'm sitting here, I'm going, man, I mean, it's a good show, but it's like, we need some storylines. We need something to talk about. And as I quote here, before the main event started, I was like, man, for the sake of having something to talk about, I'm rooting for a title change here. I sent that to you in a private message. Yes. Yes. Little did I know, 19 minutes later, I would be sending you back a message that said, I regret what I said. Yeah. Yes, you did. I, I, I apologize to the WWE universe. I apologize to Big E. Um, I feel like I put the, uh, the bad juju on him tonight. Fantastic match piss poor booking and because of that i am making a cocktail on the air to ring in the new year white got some leftovers from new year's celebration 
As you should, sir. As you should, sir. Get some vitamin C. Vitamin C going here. Holy hell. I need rum after that decision tonight. It was... It was weird, but we before we get into the five count, the five biggest questions coming out of uh, the show tonight, uh, we do got to start things off with the catalyst of how we all got here, uh, which is the fact that Roman Reigns literally today uh, tested positive for COVID-19. It wasn't a work. I saw some people hitting me up on Twitter saying, ah, this is, this is a work. He's going to come out and screw Brock Lesnar. And I'm like, guys, shut the hell up. Not even you don't work COVID nineteen. Like no, no, what? No, no. I and that's the thing, man. Like they, this ain't like Attitude Era WWE. They don't go there. They don't go there. They don't do that kind of stuff anymore, man. But this, like, is this, a, this, this is not this something is, to joke about. This is the second biggest. This is second illness or sickness that they have accused WWE <laughs> of working with Roman Reigns. Will people cut it out? Will people stop? <laughs> And put 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 take off the Vince hat and put on some common sense, please. <laughs> and this is coming from the man who lives in putting on Vince's hat. I mean, exactly. This, this man, this man lives in Vince's shoes almost as much as Vince does. Yep. That's that's the lens that that SP three for those of you who are joining us for the first time. Well, a lot of people are joining us for the first time, but if you're being introduced to the two of us for the first time. That is the lens that SP3 looks through. He always looks through everything as though he is Vince McMahon himself. And he's telling you that. Shut the yeah. hell up. We hope Roman Reigns is okay. Uh, he sent out the tweet, especially knowing he has a compromised immune system. This is something that we talked about on our teaser when we went through COVID protocols and debating testing and everything like that. By the way, some new information has come to light that you know they are still doing COVID protocols, kind of structuring it more like the NFL, which is what I was talking about, what I wanted to see at least a little bit. Um, and it's everywhere. No one's to blame here. Roman just got it. WWE did the right thing. They obviously tested him before this big matchup, or at least he volunteered to be tested. And when he came back positive, they pulled him. And they had to do what they thought was best to, to put on a show, to put on a make good and they added Brock Lesnar to the Fatal 4-Way to make it a Fatal 5-Way for the WWE Championship tonight. I love the fact that they didn't, you know, they didn't do what they did at Mania 36, where they just said, oh, Roman's out, Braun Strowman's in, yay. Like, I'm, I'm happy they didn't just do that. They actually just said, look, this is real-life crap going on here. This is what happened. He's got COVID-19. Brock Lesnar being a free agent makes sense. We're just going to put him into the WWE championship match. I thought all in all until the three count tonight, they handled everything as best as they could. I think everything besides who they chose to take the three count was great. I think that they made the best out of a worse situation because of what their goals was for tonight. I think that, you know, the, Brock Roman match was the big match. It was the big draw. That was going to be the main event. So yeah. you needed to have one of those guys. If one of those guys was going to be off the card, the other guy had to be on the card because a lot of people bought their ticket. A lot of people were watching the show to see 
both of those guys go at it. So you had to deliver one of them. So it just made sense to put Brock into the WWE Championship matchup. And I know a lot of people's thought process was it's a fatal five way. You know, Big E could continue his run. This is a credibility building victory. And I also thought that same thing. But at the end of the day, coming into the show, I thought that I was un unleary about, you know, Big E's chances of walking out with the WWE Championship before you insert a Brock Lesnar into this match. So putting Brock Lesnar into this match made me doubt Big E completely coming out of this match with the WWE Championship. But to get it in the way we did, Big E taking the pinfall to Brock Lesnar, that's deflating, that's a little disheartening, and overall leaves a bad taste in a lot of fans' mouths as far as his championship run. As far as Roman Reigns, I'm wishing him the best recovery, a speedy recovery. I think WWE handled that situation well, like you said, making the announcement beforehand so people knew what they were going to get out of tonight, and they were dealing with a situation that they did not have control of. So I think that they made the best of the situation because at the end of the day, Brock and Roman was the draw to this show, but it's also going to be the draw in the main event to the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania 38. You have to make that bigger. So I understand putting the WWE Championship on Brock Lesnar. It pains me. It pains me in my heart that I am I am saying this right now because I love Big E. I'm a huge Big E fan, and I always will be a huge Big E fan. But I understand WWE goals. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if this is the first time you're hearing from me, first time you're seeing me, I like to look at things in WWE with my Vince hat on. My Vince hat says, Brock Roman, my main event, got to make it as big as possible. Some fans are going to say they've seen it before, got to put a new coat of paint on it. Brock's a babyface, Roman's a heel, Roman's the universal champion. We, they've already seen Brock challenge for the universal championship. What do we do to make it different? Champion versus champion. Okay, so you, you kind of just went into your spiel there here. As well, we'll go ahead and dive into the five count and uh, the five biggest questions coming out of the show, right? Number one, Brock Lesnar is your new WWE champion. Did creative make the right call in putting the title on him? And judging by the comments you just said, you believe the answer to that question is yes. They made the right choice by making Brock Lesnar WWE champion tonight. They made the right choice for WWE. <laughs> All right. So here's my thing, right? You're already looking into the future like Roman and Brock champion versus champion is, is it, right? Like that that's your main event for WrestleMania. I have a huge problem with that. And that's the fact that you have the Royal Rumble 27 days away where your winner is supposed to get a world title shot in the main event of WrestleMania on either night one or night two. So what do you do with the Royal Rumble winner? Do you Are, are you just saying screw the Royal Rumble? Or are you saying, well, let's just put Brock in the Royal Rumble again as a WWE champion and have him win this time? Unfortunately, what I'm, what I'm saying... Oh God! Yes, what I what I'm saying is is this is ah. gonna this is gonna affect a lot of different things, ladies and gentlemen. Because although 
Many different things could happen between now and WrestleMania. But unless Bailey comes back at Royal Rumble and wins the women's Royal Rumble match to set up Bailey versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, there's no women's matchup possible for WWE right now that will be hot enough to be the main event of WrestleMania. So what you do is Brock versus Roman, champion versus champion on night one, the winner of the Royal Rumble versus the winner on night two. That was your two main events. Okay, that's not that's not the worst thing. It's really not. But knowing WWE and putting my Vince hat on here, I want Roman and Brock to close night two. So that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And that's my biggest issue with this is I guarantee you this call was not well thought about at all. They did not think about any of the ramifications of what putting the title on Brock means. This this reminds me at least a little bit of when they put the WWE Championship on Randy Orton ahead of Survivor Series last year. Or excuse me, 2020 now weird now it's being 2022 i gotta well he won it he won it at hell in a cell and then he had to lose right right ahead of ahead of survivor series and then three weeks later vince is like well crap i can't have a heel versus heel be my main event of survivor series so i'm gonna take the belt off of randy orton and put it right back on drew mcintyre so we can have mcintyre versus roman reigns at survivor series it's like they they're not thinking ahead of of what this could possibly mean if brock versus roman is the plan, the main event for WrestleMania, then yeah, this doesn't make sense because now all of a sudden you got the Royal Rumble winner who's going to what challenge in Saudi Arabia instead? Are we going to do something stupid? Or uh, you do, you could do, you can, they can make it interesting if you really want Brock Roman to be the main event of night two. You could do the winner of the Royal Rumble versus one of the champions, the winner of the Elimination Chamber versus the other champion. And then you do the champion versus champion match on night two. Yes, it will be telegraphed that it's going to be Roman Roman versus Brock. But at the end of the day, I think I I am very certain at this point. I am ninety percent certain, especially after seeing the results of tonight, that Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns is the main event of WrestleMania. I don't know if it's going to be champion versus champion, but my thinking is coming out of this show, that's the way you put a new fresh coat of paint on it where they st- you can still have the whole Paul Heyman thing involved, but it has something new to it. Just it being for the Universal Championship doesn't make it any different than what we saw at Crown Jewel. So I understand the WWE's thinking if, their mind state coming in is we have to put we have to give this a little bit more juice to it if it's going to be the third time we're doing this at WrestleMania. Here's my other issue. And another reason why this is such a short-sighted reactionary decision without any thought about the consequences of what they just did at all. Literally the entire build up to this match has been about Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, and them working together, and them trying to take the title off of Big E, and then Bobby Lashley kind of, you know, maneuvered his way in there, and then all of a sudden now Brock Lesnar comes in, and none of that freaking matters. Like, the beginning of the match, we got a little bit of KO and a little bit of Seth Rollins working together, but then, you know, at at, at the end of it, they were taken out, weren't even in the equation at all, Lashley was there for a little bit, and then then Lesnar beats Big E. Now you have just completely wiped just washed over 
all of the raw storylines for the WWE championship. And if it does end up being champion versus champion, what the hell do you do with your main event scene on Monday night raw, which you just basically said does not matter because everything that we did building up to this doesn't mean a damn thing anymore because now Brock Lesnar is your WWE champion. Hey, I've been under the, I've been one of the people that have been preaching for a while that the solution to, you know, the brand split not really mattering too much is not washing it away completely. It's giving us one world champion. So that's why I am, I am, that's another reason why I am all for this. Yeah, it might be short sighted. Yeah, it might be reactionary. But does it give it, does it give the Brock Roman match a little bit more juice? That's, that's all WWE is thinking about. I am trying to help people get a rational thinking when enjoying WWE because I did enjoy the main event. I enjoyed the main event. It was, it was incredibly fun. It was a fantastic main event full of action, nonstop action. Everybody played their role very well. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. I think they did pay off on the story that was coming into this show. I don't think that story was going to come after this show and continue after this show. I think this was the story coming into the show. And we got the story told within the match as well with Kevin Owens and, and Seth Rollins working together. The X Factor was Brock Lesnar because Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens were working well together and well on their way to winning until Brock was reinserted into the matchup. So it does create a different if Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins want to work together against Brock Lesnar because they were they were they did accomplish something by doing that and working together against Brock. So they did accomplish something. Brock, uh, Bobby Lashley came in and made a difference against Brock. He was the guy that kind of was more most like dominant and aggressive against Brock during this matchup. Big E looked good. He, he but at the end of the day, Big E is the one that's going to suffer the most out of this because you had three other options including two heels including kevin owens who was dropping a happy corbin like two months ago you had an you had all those options in this match to take that pinfall it did not need to be biggie yeah and that that's the other big issue is what are we we're, we're two years removed from kofi kingston run as wwe champion unceremoniously ending at the hands of brock lesnar and you did it again yes you did it again yep you took biggie another member of the new day the second member of the new day to win a world championship and at least he got a match i can say that at least he got an offensive maneuver in he did a few quite a few and you had Lesnar pin him too. Yep. And I'm sitting here seeing it's like, well, maybe they'll maybe they'll pay it off. Yeah, like they did Kofi. They didn't pay that off at all, did they? Hey, if we get a big E Brock Lesnar match at the Royal Rumble, we won't. I'll, we won't. I'll be happy. We probably I'll be happy. won't. I'll be happy. We might oh, get so we might get a Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley match now. Like just at, that was like the really cool thing about this. And this is what I was most excited about was the fact that we were finally going to get those two behemoths in the same ring at the same time. We didn't get some kind of like epic stare down, but we didn't need it either from what we got. Lashley right out of the gate was like, F this dude spear through the barricade. And then we got him locked in the hurt lock. 
And if it wasn't for, I believe it was Big E who broke it up, you know, Lesnar might have, you know, faded out and Lashley would have been chance. So Lashley looked incredibly strong, uh, which he should. He's been very, very well protected um, pretty much since he won the United States Championship. Yeah. Like forever and a day ago now. Um, that That interaction was really, really good. And if WWE looked at that and went, yeah, we don't need any more of that. That's a shame on them. We should get that match down the road. Like, my God, if that if that wasn't enough to sell them on this idea, which is something that, you know, marks like yourself and, and me have been screaming for for a long time now that Bobby Lashley has been screaming for for a long time now. If tonight wasn't enough of a motivating factor for WWE to go, yeah, we got to do that at some point. We got to make sure we do that at some point and some point soon. Yeah, it's never going to happen because um, but at least we got tonight out of that. At least we got that. But yeah, Big E being pinned by Brock Lesnar. It screams short sighted. Didn't think about it. Or frankly, they just didn't care. They about didn't care. They, That's... Didn't even, they probably don't even remember that Kofi Kingston was WWE champion, to be completely honest with you from time to time. They have probably just completely wash that away from their minds and now it's like all right screw it well we're gonna pin we're gonna pin Big E no problem because Brock Lesnar really needs to earn this so he's got to pin the WWE champion he's really got to earn this but what I was talking about earlier by the way is I was expecting a title change tonight because the entire lead up to this screamed to me that Kevin Owens was going to win this match that Kevin Owens was going to be the one to take the WWE Championship. And I thought he would pin Seth Rollins to do it, to be completely honest with you. Protect Big E. Then Big E can win the Royal Rumble. We get E versus O at WrestleMania, and Big E gets his championship back and finally gets a win at WrestleMania, which he doesn't. Now I have no freaking clue what they're doing. And frankly, I don't think WWE knows what the hell they're going to be doing uh, because they haven't thought that far ahead. That's just my thought process on it. I mean, that's very interesting because I ain't see any of that from what WWE was showing me. I feel like a lot of that came from your head and what you want. I, and I told you, I don't do that with WWE. <laughs> it's not you. You have an unhealthy way of watching WWE. That's very unhealthy. If you look at the entire build, KO has been no. the central figure no. for the entire thing. No, he hasn't. He's been working with. He's been working with Seth Rollins. They did more to to make Bobby Lashley the central figure in the last two weeks. In the last that, couple weeks, with yeah. that babyface push of beating all three guys, and then and then getting jumped by Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins the following week like they they made bobby lashley the focus over the last two weeks before that yes it was kevin owens for like two or three weeks then it became the kevin owens seth rollins team but all at the end of the day it was building up the challengers for the champion to get this big win at the fatal four-way i thought if we were going to get a title shot on a title change on this show it was going to be brock lesnar as a new champion except he was going to win the universal championship but this is better in my opinion. He Roman Reigns gets to continue the Universal Championship run. He gets to become the longest reigning Universal Champion of all time. Brock Lesnar gets to be WWE Champion. Maybe on the road to WrestleMania, we get a Big E Brock Lesnar clash. Maybe we can get Brock versus Bobby on the way. And those things are good. The bad thing, the the bad part of all of this is Big E and the fact that his first WWE title run feels like it's it's ending prematurely 
and they had three other options to pin in this match. They did not need to pin Big E, regardless of WWE's thinking, oh, he needs to beat the champion to make it real or anything like that. You're ridiculous. You're preposterous. Any other, if that was any other guy, if that was Brock as the champion and Big E was going to win, I guarantee you he's not pinning Brock. So if you're Correct. gonna do if you're gonna do that the other way around, keep the same energy for Big E. Do not, it's it's just very frustrating because I wanted this run to mean something, and I felt like that's why I wanted him to win this matchup because this would have been the credibility uh winning uh credibility win that he needed for his reign like he got the win over bobby lashley inside the steel cage beat drew mcintyre at crown jewel but he really hasn't had a title match since then so it's just like his his title reign has kind of gotten stale or just lost as a result this win would have meant something so very frustrating yeah, Biggie's entire run, which we'll we'll go to number two here uh, now in the in the five count here, which is did Biggie do enough to prove that he should remain uh, in the main event scene? And if you look at what he did on screen, forget the booking for now, because like you said, yeah, he beat Bobby Lashley and he did get that clean win over Drew McIntyre, but then after that, he lost to Roman Reigns, clean as a sheet, at Survivor Series. And then tonight he lost to Brock Lesnar. So if you look at the pecking order of things in WWE, yeah, it's clearly Roman Brock and 10 feet of crap. And then everybody else. Yep. That's the pecking order in WWE. And they could not have been more clear in saying that tonight. So, but if you look at the work that Big E did on the screen, forget the booking aside, and then look at everything that he did off of the screen. To me, this answer is a slam dunk, 100%. Yes, you have a main event star in Big E, and he should be a world champion again sooner rather than later. This guy is a star in the media. This is a guy is a star on television, whether it's on uh, at college game day or the, the Fox equivalent of that, whatever it is, whether it's introducing a boxing match, whether it's sitting there at some kind of music award. Show. He, this man was everywhere. He was living his best life. I mean, hell, I interviewed him three damn times as WWE champion for crying out loud, and his reign was only like 110 days. This guy was the perfect, perfect advocate for the company. Just the perfect guy to send out there and be a representative of WWE and be a fantastic WWE champion. That's the kind of guy you want. We're not going to get Brock Lesnar doing any of the stuff that Big E did. Guarantee you that. Big E, to me, solidified his spot, regardless of what you think about the booking, as a guy in the main event scene. Whether or not he stays there, that's a different question, but he absolutely should, in my opinion. Yes. Just answering your question that is stated on the screen here for people watching on YouTube, for people watching on podcast is did big e do enough to prove that he should remain in the main event scene 100 yes big e did his thing as far as you know being at the big boxing events you know mainstream appearances interviews he was a company ambassador that is the type That's of guy for, you ambassador. want 
you want to be your WWE champion. You could put him out there at award shows, at those big events, and he could be the face of a promotion. And in the ring, he delivered, whether it was in the ring with Bobby Lashley, whether it was week to week against Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. And then tonight in this Fatal Five-Way, he played his role very well. His role was to kind of come in, hit big moves, get beat up, get a move, and then lay down for a while. But that's just how a Fatal Five-Way is going to be. But it was a fantastic match to end his reign. I will change the question, though, and ask, did WWE do enough to prove that Big E should remain in the main event scene? And that is a resounding no on the other end of the spectrum. I don't think they did enough to make to make sure in the fans that aren't convinced like me or Rick that Big E is a main eventer. Yes, he won. He won the title kind of as a thing they came up with on the day of and told him to go, go tweet. You're going to win the money in the bank, uh, you know, cash in. And yeah, it was great to pop a rating, but would it, would it have been a bigger moment overall if it was a surprise? Yes. Then you go on to the whole entire title reign and what, or just go back to that first, his title reign and then compare it to his title loss. Was he as protected as Bobby Lashley was when Bobby Lashley lost the title to him? No, 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 no. So that is that is the reason. I don't even have to go into the whole entire title reign because I feel like we've touched on that enough. But just compare his title win to his title loss and how Bobby Lashley lost and he was protected because he first Randy Orton got a knee injury and then Big E beat him. Compared to tonight, where Big E probably took a total of like seven or eight moves and Brock Lesnar wins. They didn't do, they haven't done enough to prove to the people that aren't convinced that Big E is a main event guy. Yeah. Um, he should absolutely get another shot. I think WWE owes it to him. And I don't mean like a rematch for the championship. I mean, put that damn belt back on him. And I mean, sooner yeah. rather than later, if not before WrestleMania. Because. The theme of the night to me, and one of the reasons why I think they did what they did, is because it's WrestleMania season now. We're officially on the road to WrestleMania. I know it's, they say it starts at the Royal Rumble. No, it starts now. It's the buildup yeah. to the Royal Rumble. We're in January now. It's 2022. We are looking ahead to April's was second and third or third and fourth, whichever one it is, in Dallas. That first weekend in April, we're already looking ahead to that and looking at what the matchups could possibly be. And WWE, as we'll move into number three now, because Becky Lynch retaining the Raw Women's Championship, should it have been Liv Morgan? That's the question. Should Liv Morgan have won the Raw Women's Championship tonight? And Sid, before I'll let you answer, I'll say this much. WWE tonight proved one thing that when it comes to WrestleMania season, they will go with the known commodities. They put the titles on their top stars and they keep them on them through WrestleMania season. So when I saw people tweeting out that tonight's Liv Morgan's night, I just got a feeling it's live there. There was no way in hell that they were putting that championship on Liv Morgan ahead of the Royal Rumble heading into WrestleMania season. They were not taking a potential Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair or Becky Lynch versus fingers crossed Bailey at WrestleMania off the table. There was no way in hell that they were going to do that tonight. And if Liv Morgan did win tonight, she was going to drop it at the Royal Rumble anyway. 
guaranteed. So with that in mind, knowing WWE's way of thinking here, Sid, which I know you always look through that lens, should Lib Morgan have won the Raw Women's Championship tonight? No. No. It's just, it's just no. Like, I told people, I told everyone, the time to pull the trigger was that first title shot on the anniversary, the 17-year anniversary of uh, Trish and Lita in the main event of Raw because that's the thing that WWE would do. They would try to come up with the nostalgia, have the title change on the anniversary so they can do the comparison. They could do the highlights where they show you the Trish, uh, the uh, Lita moonsault, and then, you know, you could show Liv doing a top rope move. They do that type of stuff. But her lose and then win at the pay-per-view on the way to WrestleMania? No, when the champions, Becky Lynch, I just didn't see that happening. It's the same reason a lot of me, my heart says, like, if Bailey's not available, the best option is Bianca Belair. No. But a lot of me in my my head that wears that Vince hat says that's not going to happen either. Like, people need to realize that these matchups that we think are big or a superstar that we are behind or we think is popular is not as big in WWE's mind. Like, I feel like Liv Morgan is more comparable to the Naomi's of the world than the, the four horsemen of the, of the world. She's a very popular act. She probably can get a Raw or SmackDown Women's Championship run down the line. But it's not going to be something that they focus on. Like Naomi, when she won the SmackDown Women's Championship, she got a nice moment in her hometown. But her title reign, it wasn't something they focused on. Natalia gets her, her little title reigns here and there. It's not something they focus on. When it's on the four horsewomen, that's when they focus on it. And that's who they consider the stars going into WrestleMania. And if Liv wins the championship here, like you said, like, I I am not confident she's going into WrestleMania as the champion unless it's against Becky Lynch. And that's not a match I want to see on the third occasion at WrestleMania. If I'm already getting a main event, that's the third time at WrestleMania. Like, I don't want to see the third match of Becky and Liv. I thought their first match on Raw was really good, that main event. I thought tonight, it just didn't click for me. It felt like there was nice moments. And nice moves. That sunset flip by by Liv Morgan was chef's kiss. Great yep. stuff. Uh, I thought Becky Lynch's selling was pretty strong, but there was just something about it that just didn't click. And then the fans were into the match. They were really behind Liv at the beginning of the matchup. But as the match went on, it just felt like it went too long and the fans got less interested in it. Yeah, I, I think part of me, part of me thinks that there's still a large portion of the audience that does not want to root against Becky Lynch. So I think there was a lot of people because there were some matches earlier on in the night that hadn't had no reaction. Like, right. Like Madcap Moss and Drew McIntyre did their best. And I actually thought that was a really, really good match. I want to I want to thank the people of uh, believe in pro wrestling podcast and Rick Uchino for telling me that we were going to review this show because, ladies and gentlemen, I would have fell asleep during Madcap Moss and Drew McIntyre. <laughs> it was probably good, but I have no. I'm sorry. He if he was gonna if this match was going to be good. 
He shouldn't have cut the promo beforehand that made me not interested in the match. It made me not even care if it was going to be good or not. Right. So the audience, much like yourself, not invested in the match. They, It was good. I thought Madcap had a really nice showing. Had a fantastic save on the crossbody where Drew's momentum kind of made him stumble a little bit. So he throws him into the corner and then hits him with the slam. Fantastic save by Madcap Moss. I think he's better than a lot of people give him credit for because people just hate his guts. But nobody was into that match. I didn't get that feeling. I could still sense that there was engagement with the audience, but I think a lot of people were just kind of stuck in their chairs because like, they did not know which way this, this match was going to go, and they didn't know who they wanted to root for because there is still a large portion of the audience that wants to cheer for Becky Lynch, which is the problem. She's get, She got a lot of boost tonight. Definitely got a lot of boost tonight. Um, so that's where I think the, the, the match kind of where I could see you, you thinking that people kind of got, uh, uh, disengaged with it at, at certain points. I'll say this much. It, there were parts that didn't click, especially the finish where it looked like Becky was supposed to put on her, her foot on the rope to protect yeah. Lib Morgan there a little bit. Didn't need it. Manhandle slam should be enough to beat and, Lib Morgan. And the manhandle slam didn't look good either when she tried to, reverse the, the oblivion. oblivion yeah it yeah. didn't look good so. she just didn't get her up high enough which and and the and the oblivion looked telegraphed so there they was just, that whole finish was just a mess yeah it, it was a little bit of a mess but I'll, I'll say this much uh for for lib morgan that was her performance in that match even though there were spots that didn't click she had the match of her damn life like her offense is so damn good and it, you can tell the work that she puts in like you said the 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 twisting flip sunset flip power bomb literally got me out of my chair i could not be more proud of the performance that she put on and and not to say that she didn't look like she belonged in that first match with becky on raw but that was her first main event her first her first title shot tonight she looked more comfortable she looked more confident she just fit the part perfectly could not be more proud of, of Liv Morgan and the work that she's put in to get to this point. I think she has arrived, and I do think she will win a championship at some point in 2022. Maybe it's going to take a Money in the Bank victory. I don't think she's going to win the Royal Rumble. I don't think she's going to get a title match at WrestleMania. But some point down the line where it makes a little bit more sense and WWE might want to finally take that shot and see what they have in Liv Morgan as a main eventer, much like they did with Nikki A.S.H. last year. Tonight wasn't the night to do it. Yeah. And it's just because it's WrestleMania season. That is not a knock on live. Anybody who has listened to me talk about wrestling over the last two years or has watched me tweet about wrestling over the last two years knows how big of a fan of Liv Morgan I am. Tonight ain't wasn't the night. No. You want to keep the title on Becky Lynch heading into WrestleMania, and that's where Becky Lynch should drop it because... Becky Lynch, while she's been active, has been champion since WrestleMania 35. Yeah. So whoever beats her for that title, it's it's almost as a, a a making moment as whomever takes the belt off of Roman. Maybe even more so. You're talking about her first title loss in three damn years, especially if it happens at WrestleMania, which is why that has to be for somebody like Bianca Belair. Now, does Bianca get that title shot? I don't know. I'll say this much. They have made Bianca still look like a star and still look yeah. incredibly strong. Knowing that Becky had to cheat multiple times to beat her 
And then she goes out there and just steamrolls Dewdrop. Didn't look easy, but I mean, they make her look fantastic. And she does a great job of doing that by herself. She always finds a way to show out because she is a damn star. I think that makes logical sense. Maybe even Bianca goes back to back and wins the Royal Rumble and ends up challenging Becky at WrestleMania. And then Bianca can win it at WrestleMania. That's the only way that makes the booking of what they did at SummerSlam pay off. Yeah. We never got the payoff from the SummerSlam booking. It, basically, they'll be Daniel Bryan like trying to make good on the, the booking of SummerSlam yes. at WrestleMania. So. Oh, that was the Sheamus cash-in, right? The No, no, I'm talking about the, the, the creation of the authority, the Randy Orton cash-in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were so many times Daniel Bryan got yeah. screwed. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I just can't figure them out. So, you know, so, all right. So we have gone through three of our five count. We move on to number four. Got a surprise return tonight. SP three. A lot of people excited for this one, even though we all saw it coming a mile away. So I'll ask you, are you excited for the inevitable? Can't stop it. It's coming like a freight train. Mixed tag team match between <laughs> Miz and Maurice and Edge and Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix making the return tonight. You saw this coming from the moment she walked away on commentary on NXT 2.0. Yep. She saved the hu- saved the day for her husband. Chased Maurice out of there and Maurice's running in high heels was hilarious. And helped Edge beat the Miz. As terrible as that sounds, she had to help Edge beat the Miz tonight. Are you that distraction? Needed that distraction, had to protect the Miz. Are you excited to see this mixed tag team when it does go down? Probably at WrestleMania, if we're being honest. Maybe the Royal Rumble. The match, your accident about the match. Yes, am I excited to see the match? The match, no. I'll, I'll be excited to see some promos, maybe some of uh, the these characters in interacting with one another. I'm sorry, like there's nothing about the Edge Miz match in general that gets me interested in it. Like I think that they did, they played their characters well on the build up to this matchup. I mean, they they didn't have anything that just wowed me or I was like, this is a great exchange of great two great mic workers, which I think they are two great mic workers, but yes, they, they didn't give me any segments on the road to this match that I would say were great for two great mic workers. And then when you look at the match itself, the match was fine. It was fine. It was, just, it was just there. It was kind of just there. I, I, I but, think without a doubt, this was the worst edge match. And I'm not a focus on like the worst kind of guy, but the fact that most, that all of edges matches have been spectacular. And yes, I'm even, this is, count- this is better than WrestleMania 36. I know this is definitely no, better. I love this. It. Is the no commentary killed 36. No, them, yes. them walking and brawling. Like they are stinging Jeff Jared in the, impact zone through uh, through the wwe headquarters made me made that was boring it wasn't terry i'm a huge fan of yours 
I know you don't like criticism. It seemed like nobody in wrestling liked criticism this weekend, but I know you in the past <laughs> haven't taken the criticism to that match very well, but I am sorry, in my opinion, as an edgehead, as a longtime Edge fan, as someone that was doing the ten, the five-second polls in the middle of Miss Wilborn's sixth-grade English class, I am telling you that is the worst match I have ever seen from your career. But tonight, it was just fine. It was there. It was just fine. Fine. But Beth and the Maurice part. Maurice has not wrestled in a quite some time. And the last time I saw her wrestle in 2018, in that mixed tag match with her and Miz versus da- Brian, Daniel Bryan and uh, Brie Bella, she didn't. She she didn't perform as a person. I would say, oh, I want to see her mix it up with Beth Phoenix. So no, I would have thought of a, a lot of different couples to verse Edge and Beth Phoenix outside of Miz and Maurice, Seth and Becky, Naomi and Jimmy. I I would have took. Uh, there's a there. I there's at least probably ten couples I would have took before Miz or Maurice that I would that I would say I'm excited to see versus Edge and Beth. First off, final comment: If the damn announcers didn't call that match like it was the freaking Masters, and it was Tiger lining up for a 36 foot putt, there it goes. There goes Edge. He's lining up for a spear, and oh, he connects it so perfect. If they weren't doing that crap, that match would have come off a lot better. All right. Now, secondly, I agree with you. I do agree with you in the fact that I am excited to see Edge and Beth team up. This is something that I've wanted for them and for us since Edge came back. And the fact that this was not even remotely a possibility just three years ago, now that they are actually going to get to wrestle with one another for the first time ever, I am extremely, extremely excited about that. Having Miz and Maurice be the opponents is incredibly forced and makes me care less about the match. And that is nothing against Miz. That is nothing against Maurice. The obvious choice. You talk about 10 couples. For me, it's one couple. It's one couple that makes sense to do this match. And it's 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 Seth and Becky. Hands down, it's Seth and Becky. If you were going to do a mixed tag team match between married couples, that's the one. That had you have history between Edge and and Seth. A lot of it. We saw all of that play out, but you also have history between Becky and Edge that played out on actual WWE television. And then you have the arguably one of the greatest Twitter feuds in the history of WWE Twitter feuds between Becky and Beth. All of that adds up. This is a match that Becky Lynch fans like myself have been clamoring to see since Edge came back. So now we're getting Edge and Beth tag teaming and all of a sudden it's like against Miz and Maurice. Okay. That's a choice. We're giving you what you want. We're giving you what you want. I'm very excited that Edge and, and Beth are going to get to tag with, with one another. Am I excited that they're fighting Miz and Maurice if and when this match does get made official? No. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll watch it, and hopefully I'll enjoy the hell out of it. But I'm disappointed that we're not getting Seth and Becky. And And don't go back and do Seth and Becky at this point. Because there was a logical time and point to do this match. You know when that was? 
when Seth Rollins broke into their damn house. Yeah, yeah, that was the time. That right that was, there. That was it. When Seth is sitting on your couch obsessing about your family photos. That was it. That was the moment. Now it's just fluttered, fluttered on floating, by. Floating away. Floating aimlessly. But hey, don't worry. We did get Seth and Becky teaming up against, you know, the love couple that was Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. Well, you know, Seth says uh, him and Becky don't work on screen together. But then again, he was playing a corny babyface character at the time. So, yeah, you could you could try it now that you're now it makes more pretty, sense. You're a really good heel character they're, and they basically are playing the same character, just different genders. And they're wearing the same outfits. I loved Becky's goat jacket tonight, by the way. That was great. I, I love that goat jacket. I'm so glad she brought that back. There were a lot of things that I liked about tonight's show. But we got to close out tonight with something that I never thought I would say ever, ever, ever. We talked about the Royal Rumble once already. We're going to talk about it again because we have our first entrant into the Royal Rumble. Is it Big E? No. Drew McIntyre. That would make sense. No, he's going to. Going to keep fighting with Baron Corbin and Mad Cat Moss apparently after he got jumped backstage. Can I tell them? Can I tell them? If you missed, if you missed the show, spoiler alert. Yeah. Hi, I'm John Knoxville, and welcome to Jackass. Can't make this up. Hang on, doing some quick Google search here. 50-year-old Johnny Knoxville of Jackass and Men in Black 2 fame. And the run... No, was was not the rundown. What was the movie he was in with The Rock? Walking Tall. Walking Tall. You know, he's actually a pretty decent actor. I'll give him some credit. He actually is a pretty decent actor. But of Jackass, Walking Tall, and Men in Black 2 fame. 50-year-old Johnny Knoxville to promote his upcoming Jackass reboot. Jackass Forever. Is is, is going <laughs> to compete in the Royal Rumble, apparently. SP3, your thoughts on a celebrity appearance from Johnny Knoxville in the Royal Rumble. Man, this is a celebrity appearance that feeds to my soul. <laughs> I am a long-time Jackass fan. I'm all for Johnny Knoxville to be in the Royal Rumble. This will be the greatest celebrity appearance in the Royal Rumble since Drew Carey in 2001. So it's going to be historic, an historic night in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, in all seriousness, I never thought WWE would use jackass people again uh, after that whole incident with Umaga back all those years ago, about like a decade and a half ago, when he be- had to beat the crap out of Steve-O because Steve-O wouldn't quit laughing when he was beating him up. So I thought they would never use people from Jackass ever again. Then they had them backstage on an episode of Raw. Now Johnny Knoxville is in the Royal Rumble. Money Talks, WWE said they're going to keep doing these movie plugins. So I guarantee you we're going to have a Jackass portion of the Royal Rumble this year. All right, so here is why I'm all for this. Because I agree with you. I think this will be the greatest celebrity appearance in a Royal Rumble 
far better than what we saw out of Drew Carey in 2001. Far better. Because we all knew Drew Carey wasn't taking no bump. We all knew Drew Carey was not going to get chokeslammed or tombstone by Kane. We ain't dumb. We knew that wasn't going to happen. Anything can happen with Johnny Knoxville in this ring. Very true. What has this man not done to his body in 50 years? Somebody is going to beat this man's ass, and it is going to be fantastic. Some big guy. Could you imagine if it's Brock Lesnar? Just for a second. I, I, just want, I want Sheamus to give him the 10 beats of the Bowery. That would be nice. Bro, kick him. Or Volta. Volta. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just watch Johnny's soul just fly out of his body. Hey, I'm I'm Don Nassau. Welcome to Jackass. This is uh, Taking Chops from Volta. He might die. Like, seriously, he might not live to see the debut of his own movie. This is going to be good because I know Johnny's going through a table. He's going to go flying through the air. He's probably going to put in the work. Maybe not bad bunny level work, but he's going to make this work. That's the goat. The goat of celebrities. Don't put some put some respect on bad bunny. No, he ain't the goat of celebrities. He's a wrestler. He is a WWE wrestler. He far eclipsed celebrity appearance in a ring. I'm sorry. He just had. He's next level. All right. That's the amount of respect that I'm. If if Randy Orton will go to this man and say, I appreciate everything that you've done and the respect that you've shown. He's a damn wrestler in my book. He ain't a celebrity appearance at this point. Next is Migos. Migos going to team with RK bro. Diverse uh, a new faction. I I will say this much. Um, this is like the third time I brought up stuff I saw on Twitter. It's because I kind of live online. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Ricky Chino. It's right there on the screen. R I C K U C C H I N O. For those who are listening on any of the myriad of podcast streams that we're on right now, you can also follow SP3 at True Heel SP3. That is true without the E. Yeah, I saw people, younger people saying that they had no clue who Johnny Knoxville was. And I'm sitting here going, damn it, I feel old. But also, how does it feel? Because I had no clue who Bad Bunny was the first time he showed up on WWE programming. I had no damn clue who Poppy was the first time she showed up on NXT. I don't know. I I had no idea. And, And I still don't. I don't know who the Migos are. I don't know who any of those three gentlemen are. I couldn't tell you a song that they're they're artists, they're recording artists. I have no clue who they are or what they do for a living. It is so nice for the shoe to be on the other foot. It is so damn nice for the shoe to be on the other foot. You got to get better, Rick. You got (laughs) kids. Your kids are going to know. So I I know the Migos. I know the Migos. I got nephews. I talk to my nephews. (laughs) I asked him, what's going on? What's the music you listen to? And they told me, I listen to the Migos. I thought that was a person at first. And then I found out it was a whole group. So I was like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. What's the songs they sing? And he played me some of the songs. I never listened to them again. (laughs) But I knew who they were when they came out. And I was just confused on why they came out with RK Bro and didn't come out with the Street Profits. 
But then I was explained online that the Migos is big Randy Orton fans, and they yeah. showed me pictures of them with Randy Orton and stuff. So that was cool. The opener was great. Uh, New Day versus uh, Usos. Oh, yeah. Man, that that's worth mentioning. This I, that's a matchup that I literally said on a preview of day one that I'd never want to see it again after this pay per view. But they do <laughs> every time I say that they do deliver a different type of matchup that's as fantastic as their previous ones. Yeah, the those no those two teams might be one and two. Honestly, as far as tag WWE tag teams of all time, like seriously. At this nah, point, I, I don't know if either one to have passed the Hardy Boys, but definitely in the top top three, five. top five, but both top five, top five, top five yeah. for sure, absolutely, yeah. hands down. Uh, I will say this also: the more things change, the more they stay the same. Because you're talking about you thought Migos was a person, and I'm just sitting here, I'm going, I know that's been said about Jethro Tull before. I know that's been said about Bon Jovi before. <laughs> so it's always it's just old people looking down at young people. And just shaking their damn heads. Maybe I got to get more with the scene. I don't know. I know, like, I got a one and a three-year-old. So if if somehow Bluey showed up in the damn ring, I know who that is. Like, I got... So if Bluey makes his W... Or, excuse me, her WWE debut, I'm there. All right? If Cocomelon shows up, I got this. Oh, hell yeah. If if, if the biggest heel in the biz today, Peppa Pig, came out, (laughs) dude... Dude, I'd be like, yo, someone hurt that little that little pig. Oh my god, what a heel. I could finally She's talk- awful to our father. Oh my I could god. I could finally talk my wife into letting the kids stay up and watch some wrestling with their dad. My daughter's only named after one superstar for crying out loud. There you go. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. All right. So I think we're both pro Johnny Knoxville. Yes. Pro, pro, I am here for Johnny. I can't wait to watch that man almost. Knock on wood. Almost die. Uh, <laughs> he's going to get destroyed. Oh, and it's going to be great. So many questions about the Royal Rumble. Especially because it does look like we're heading toward champion versus champion. There, the, the, the fallout from Monday Night Raw should be, should be very, very interesting. And it should give us a lot to talk about when we are back. Tuesday morning, 7 a.m., right here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast channel, on the Believe Podcast Network, breaking down everything that happened on Monday Night Raw, and hopefully we get some clarity about what the hell we saw at day one. Day one for WWE in the books. Day one for us in the books. Spread the word. Follow us on the Twitter machine. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Retweet out this link. We'll be back on Tuesday morning right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Enjoy the rest of, uh, well, if it's Sunday, you don't really have much of a weekend. Enjoy your Monday, folks. Everybody loves Mondays after a holiday, right? Some people have the day off, I think. I think they gave everybody a holiday on Monday because it's New Year's fell on a Saturday this year. So maybe you do have a three-day weekend. Who knows? I'm rambling. I'm going to end the show now. Wrestling, please stop crapping on black people. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.